Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. I want to read from verse 10. Take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job and have seen that the end of the Lord you have seen the end of the Lord and have seen that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercies. Amen. Amen. We have been studying the patience of Job. Let's read verse 11 together, all of us. Behold, we count them. Have you found it? Are you with me? All right. We are reading James chapter 5, verse 11 together. Please, ready, go. You have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. Shall we pray? Holy Spirit, I welcome you into this room to anoint, to lead, to teach, to minister. Holy Spirit, have your way. Lead the way. We, we give ourselves to you and we say we are humble before you today. Lead us, teach us, minister to us. We ca- without you, we can do nothing. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we have been sharing for the last few Sundays about the patience of Job and generally about patience. We define patience as the ability to accept, I cannot hear you, delay and what? Annoyance. And suffering without complaining amen so we have gone through how to accept delay isn't it can I have an amen, amen. is there any witness in the church this morning yes. we have gone through how to accept delays and how do you accept delays pardon I cannot hear you you know that God's ways are not our ways. And what else? Quickly, please. God does specific things at specific times. In other words, there's a time for everything. And what else? God does what? God works in seasons and cycles. Amen. There is a season for everything. There's a season for mangoes. Season for popo. Season for... Your season for corn. There's a season for everything. Hallelujah. When the season hasn't come, it won't come. So there's a season for every particular fruit of your life. Every particular nice thing that must come in your life. There is a season for it. And when the season comes, it will come. Hallelujah. So it helps you to be patient. When you see that, oh, this is happening for this person, this is happening. Your season hasn't come. When your season comes, it will come to pass. Can I have an amen? Amen. Right. What is the next 
So we talked about, was that the end? Or is there any other? That's it. All right. Now we want to move on today. The last part of patience is what? To be able to not complain. Isn't it? Now, it, we said patience is the ability to accept delays, accept annoyance and suffering without complaining. Now, today we are moving into this part of patience. Patience is not complete when you are complaining or murmuring or grumbling or you are discontent. You see, if you see somebody who is standing there is the person patient? The person is obviously not patient. So as soon as you, although you are waiting, although you are waiting for all the things to happen, you are accepting the delay, you are, you know, going through the annoyance and the suffering, but at the same time as you are standing there, waiting to receive, it means you are not patient. Hallelujah. So as soon as you move into grumbling, as soon as you move into murmuring, and as soon as you move into complaining, you are no longer being patient. And the Bible says that you have need of patience so that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise of God. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? That is what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. It's not something that is optional. You know, there are some things that are optional. You can have it or you can leave it out. But the Bible says this one, you need it. Amen. Some things, we don't need them. Some things, they are just nice to have, but we don't really need it. But the Bible is saying that you need it. Amen. You need patience so that you receive promises. Hallelujah. So if you are going to receive promises that God is going to give you, you are going to need patience in your life. Can I have a witness for the Lord? Can I have another witness for the Lord? Now, patience means you are accepting the delay, accepting the suffering, accepting the annoyance, and without complaining, without it. Now, I realize that, so today we are talking about how to live your life without complaining. How to live your life without complaining. Or how to live without grumbling or murmuring. Alright? Now, it's very, very important and I know that most of us have grumbled or complained in our lives at one time or the other. We grumble and we complain about the food that we eat at home. We are tired of eating the same food. We are grumbling about our teacher because our teacher doesn't know what he's teaching us. We grumble about our school because there are not enough desks and chairs in the school. We grumble about the exam because there are too many and they are too hard. We grumble about the president because... <laughs> what has he done? He went to dance. <laughs> I didn't even know that the president went to dance. We grumble about the president because of that, because of this, and because of that. We grumble about the opposition because of this and because of that. We grumble about the church because of that. The too many meetings, too short meetings, too long meetings, too quick, too fast. Everything. We grumble about everything. So 
Grumbling in life is something that is quite ordinary. It's something that we all... How many would, would like to be honest to this morning and say that I have grumbled before since I was born? Can, can I see your right hand, please? <laughs> Good. The whole church has lifted up his hand. All right. Now, it, it's something that we all do, including myself. I've also grumbled before. I've also murmured, complained, and so on. Now... It was when I became a Christian, and it was when I became serious as a Christian, that I began to see grumbling and memory in a different way. In fact, until I became a Christian, I thought it was just part of life. all, if you are not happy, you know when you are in school and they announce, and they say, oh, maybe a prefect comes and he announces and he says some, some kind of announcement, the normals, oh, how many remember that in school? You say, oh, mm, oh. And you know, sometimes they just be shuffling their feet. It's a form of disapproval. And grumbling at what you are saying. Only that we can't say it clearly. So we have to do it in that way. You just be looking at him. You are smiling. But you are still grumbling. Hallelujah. So as you grow up in life, grumbling becomes part of your life. But if you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, and you become a Christian, you're going to have to take a completely different look at grumbling. You're going to have to have a different attitude towards grumbling, memory, complaining, from any other attitude than you have, that you have had before. Because grumbling and memory is not just an ordinary form of talking. I know there are many Christians in this church who wouldn't open their mouth and say certain words. You know, is it because I'm preaching and because, you know, we're in church and because I also don't say those words. I can't easily say those words. But there are a lot of words that you wouldn't say. For instance. What? Let me ask you, Dorothy, are there some words you just wouldn't say? I mean, because it's, it, you wouldn't like that word to come out of your mouth. Yes. Can you think of a word right now that you wouldn't say? No, no, I'm not saying you should say it. I'm asking whether you can imagine such a word. Yes. The next question is, what is the word that you are thinking about? But I don't want you to say it in this microphone. Everybody, are there some words that you think a Christian shouldn't say? Have you heard such words before? Have you said such words before? Before in the olden days. <laughs> now, as you grow up, your, your mother your mother or father, sometimes your children go to school and when they come, they are saying certain words. You have to tell them, no, never say such a word again. Where did you learn it? Who told you that? And in fact, there are some schools which are very profane. And there are some schools which are very vulgar. You don't know what type of children go to those schools. Or teachers. Whose fault is it, the teachers or the students? Both. And the community. There are some things that you will stand up and say, I swear. Although you shouldn't swear. You say, I swear. This thing I will never say it and I shouldn't say it. But when it comes to memory or grumbling or complaining, there are very few people who will say, oh, that is something that you should never say. Most people will just grumble and say, oh, I mean... Yeah, child, it's true. What you are saying now is true. After all, it's true. I mean, it's okay. You, let's go. Don't talk again. Let's go. It's all right. But when it comes to certain vulgar, profane words, 
when we were on, on university campus, I mean, some people, when they became Christians in the university, those who used to be in Commonwealth Hall, which is the hall where they had a lot of profanity, they, when they came to church and they were singing some of the songs, Danase, Danase, and others, they couldn't sing it because they had learned the profane version of that song as unbelievers. So when they were singing, Danase, Danase, they are used to something else. In fact, it's unfortunate. And so when you come to church and they say, oh, they, they get a feeling that they are saying those things again. But I want you to understand that there is something more terrible than profane. Pastor, are you sure that it's more terrible than profane? Pastor, are you really sure that it's more terrible than profane? You see, society, let me tell you, society is always telling us what is good, what is right, what should be done. For example, these new radio stations which have come, you have a lot of good preaching and so on on Sundays and Christian music on Sundays. But Christianity is not only on Sundays. We want to have preaching every day. How many want to have Christian music every day? So that we can put on the radio all the time. They think, they, they think with their mind that it's on Sundays that we will listen to Christian music and we'll be Christian. But a real Christian is not a Christian only on Sundays. A real Christian is a Christian all the time. So they give us the impression that Christianity is, 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 this is good. As life goes on, you get the impression that this is good and, and this doesn't, this, this is okay, this doesn't matter. But you must know from the word of God, what God says is evil. And today I want to show you from the Bible, I'm going to just begin to show you because I'm going to take my time to really show you that grumbling and memory and complaining is worse than even profanity. Be, and you will see from the Bible. People in the Bible didn't die because they, they were profane. In fact, you don't see anywhere. And they, and they rose up and they spoke profane words and vulgar words. Therefore, the Lord destroyed them. No. It's not in, show me your Bible. Nowhere is it that, ah, this person was profane. This person was, you know, spoke, he said such and such a word in God. You know, there are a lot of God. You know, I mean, I used to say them. I used to have, you know, I used to just come out like a, this, 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 that you could. There was a time I, I learned insults in a way that I could let them rhyme. You know what I mean? Nursery rhyme, rhyme rhyming. They, they begin to match. But there is something more serious that should never come out of your mouth, and that is memory. I'm going to give you some reasons why. And if you know those reasons, you won't memor. In fact, you'll be afraid to memor, you'll be afraid to complain. Pastor, do you mean we shouldn't complain against you? No. I'm saying you should not complain at all. Pastor, is it possible not to complain? Turn your Bible to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14. I'm reading my Bible. You read your Bible, okay? Everybody has his part. Right. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14. What does it say? Oh. Do a few things. Do most things. No. My Bible says do all spiritual things without memory. Do all church activities without memories and disputings. Stay. 
Is that what it says? Is that what your Bible says? Do all church activities without memory. Oh, 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 I've got it right. Do all fellowship activities without memories and disputings. Do all things without, without, without memories. And that means you can do it with it. That means you can do a lot of things as, and at the same time murmur and dispute. What does all things mean? No. What does, when he said do all things without memory, what does do all things without memory mean? My sister, what does it mean? For example, something like what? Something like what? Everybody's looking down to the ground. What? Do all things without memory. Example, what? Or, or example, example is equal to all. What does all mean? All means all. Example, what? Do all things such as what? Everything. For example, um, working. 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 Should Christians work without complaining? Should including if you are working at a place where they are not paying you well. <laughs> Supposing they are not paying you enough at your workplace, are you supposed to work without complaining? Huh? Are you supposed to work even when the pay is not enough? Do all things without memory? Yeah. <laughs> all things includes working where the pay is not good. You're supposed to work without complaining. Is it possible? Somebody is shaking his head no. <laughs> These are the Aluta kings and queens. <laughs> All things includes working. Hey, Pastor, I don't think your Bible, I don't think what you are saying is correct. Because in my workplace, in fact, the boss is really some way, I have to be honest with you. When he comes, the way he has been making us work, in fact, and even the pay that we have been collecting at the end of the month. In fact, pastor phones are not good at all. In fact, a lot of, a lot of people are saying that it's not a good place uh, to be working. When, when, when they are complaining, in fact, pastor, you actually understand what I'm saying. If you come there one day, pastor, you come and visit me at my workplace. Bible says, do all things, including your work. If you don't like it, Leave it. Okay? Okay? Leave it. If you don't want to work there, just stop working. Okay? If you don't want to work there again, stop. Pastor. Things are not easy. Pastor, I think you don't know what I'm talking about. One of the commonest places of grumbling, complaining is where? work we complain and that leads to strikes amen all things such as what where else could we all in the church in the church the church is another place where there can be a lot of them the choir leader you see this choir director i know her she has her favorites when she is calling those to sing the soloist parts 
I know those she will call. I've been in the choir for a long time. She has never even seen. Even when she sees my face, as if she has not seen me, she's seen the one behind me. <laughs> me, I know the, me, this church, I know them. I've been an usher for some time now. And you see, when they are calling the ushers to the front and others, they, they are not calling me. Every time I'll be sweeping the church. Nobody has seen my face when I'm sweeping the church. And they come to, and then when they are praising, they will be praising the choir and they won't be praising the ashes. Me, I've been giving this offering every day. When this pastor comes with offering, 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 I've heard this since before. a long time now I've been in the church. A long time. When I come, they'll say, give offering, give offering. Every day, give offering. <laughs> Me, I'm tired of giving this offering every day. Offering, I don't see that every day they say we shall prosper, but we are also not prospering. <laughs> you see now, he's trying to catch you. Do all things. Yeah. You see, they say, stand up, lift up your hand, pull down your hand, lift up your hand. Are we in kindergarten? <laughs> One chair that we have come, stand up, sit down, lift up, pull down, lift up. I mean, Why? You are leading the worship, lead it, but you are worrying us. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, he said that I should come, he said I should come to the office to see him. I have come to the office now, I've been waiting here for now for three hours. Oh, what is that? Hey, man, this is. When you go to the doctor and you sit down for three hours, you sit down quietly. Three hours, you wait. Four hours, you wait. When you go, the doctor will say, take off all your clothes. Oh, you take off all your clothes. No complaint, no memo. A grown-up, grown-up lady like you, you've removed all your clothes. You are not, you are not complaining about that one. Hey, but you see, everything we have something to say. And not that we will stop doing it. You see, that's what the Bible says. Do all things without memories and, 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 and disputings. You see, because I'll tell you, there are people, that's why I said, if you don't like the job, stop the job. But you will stop too. <laughs> no matter what, you will stop the job. So, okay, if you don't want to, stop. But people will stop. They will like to continue. But they will continue, and as they are continuing, they will be complaining. And let me tell you, when the complaining gets into you, it becomes part of your life. There are some people who naturally come. In fact, there are some people who are dangerous to employ. If they come in the midst of your group, what? When they say, to, you see, when, when they start to, okay. <laughs> no one is, oh, hello, sir. <laughs> when he turns around, then it's another story. It's dangerous to have. They will infect everybody else. Do all things without memories and disputing. You say at work. Where else? What else can you do without memory and disputing? 
What? At home. You do at home. What do you do at home? Cooking. Cooking. You, you are cooking the stew. <laughs> In this stew every day. Granola soup. Granola soup. Every. You see, that is why when you marry your husband, when you, when you give him the granola soup to eat, and he's eating, he says, Ah! What is this? What is this? Then your heart will be beating. You have just married. Many young ladies of today don't know how to cook. Pastor, what are you saying? <laughs> Many young ladies of today don't know how to cook. They know how to stand in the kitchen, but they don't know how to cook. They've complained all their life. When they cook and they bring it, you wonder if the grace of God does not come upon you, you cannot eat it. Brothers, have you noticed that when you try to eat some... I need no other plea. <laughs> Cooking is by experience because me too, I can cook. But if I cook for you and somebody who is experienced cook, it will be a different thing. Somebody who has been doing it. Grumbling memory. What else can you do without memory? What? Washing. Yes. What is Master going to say about washing too? The things are too many. I'm tired of washing. It's always me alone. <laughs> all things. What does all things mean? What else, what else can you do without complaining? What else can you do without complaining? My sister. When you're looking after your children. When you're looking after your children. Or even you are looking after somebody else's children for the person. Mm, these people, if they want to give birth a lot, they should look after their own children. Not every day they are bringing their children for us to look at. It. Oh, if you do it, do it and just do it nicely. Don't add complaining and memory. Look, I'll tell you, one of the things that is common that comes out of our mouth is complaining memoring, grumbling, speaking. And I'll tell you, it's not profane. Of course, you are not saying vulgar words, you are not, but it is evil in the sight of God. Bible has given a clear instruction. Do all things without memories and disputings. Go to school without memoring and disputing. If they send you to go to school, don't complain. Let it be out of, if they are complaining, allow them to complain, but you stay out of the complaints because complaining will not get you anywhere. Complaining will destroy you. Complaining will finish you off. Complaining will be the, will be the cancellation of your faith and your patience. Complaining is an evil thing. Complaining is something that God hates. Complaining is something that throughout the Bible from Genesis way up to Revelation, you can see complaining has never gotten anybody anywhere. It has rather destroyed people who were going somewhere. People who were going somewhere. Look at the Israelites. They were about to get to the promised land. They were complaining in memory. In fact, in certain Bibles you see, they've written 12 complaints of the Israelites. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 12 different complaints. All the way to the promised land. Complaints. From day one to the very end, the God was dealing with a people that were always dissatisfied. And I have come to see. 
If you have somebody who complains at work, the person complains in the church as well. If somebody complains in the church, he complains at work. He complains at home. He complains. It's a part of your character. You are you. At sometimes it, it turns to a point where there's nothing to complain about, but you just have to say something. It's like it's like faithfulness. If you are faithful to God, you end up being faithful to your husband, faithful to your wife, faithful to your children, faithful to the church. You become it's a character trait. So faithfulness is something when you exhibit it every direction, there's faithfulness. The same thing with memory and grumbling. Now, I want to show you eight people who regretted memory. At least you can learn from them. Number one, let's look at Exodus chapter. The first person is Moses. Eight people who regretted memory. In fact, seven people and one nation. Eight people who regretted memory. Number one, Moses. Exodus chapter 3. God called Moses... The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flaming fire. Have you found Exodus? Page 66. Verse 4. Exodus chapter 3, verse 4. And the Lord saw that Moses had turned aside and God called him out of the bush. Amen. And he said, draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Verse 7, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows, and I have come to deliver them. Verse 9, now therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression. Verse 10, come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people the children of Israel out of Egypt. God called him. The pastor called him and said, look, God is going to use you. God wants to use you. Hallelujah. Look at Moses' reaction. And Moses said, who am I? That I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel. Verse 13. And Moses said unto God, when I come to the children of Israel, what shall I say? The God of your fathers has sent me, and they will say to me, What is his name? And what shall I say unto them? Moses continued complaining. Exodus chapter 4, verse 1. Then Moses answered and said, But they won't be, they won't, they won't believe me. They will not hearken unto my voice. And they will say, The Lord has not appeared unto you. Verse 10. And Moses said unto them, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent. Neither heretofore, since thou hast spoken unto thy sheep, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Each one of the complaints that Moses was bringing before God, God overcame them and he had to bring another complaint. Verse 13, Exodus 4, 13. I'm giving this at the fifth time. Moses is trying to resist what God wants to do. And he said, oh my Lord, send I pray thee by the hand of him whom thou will send. And it goes on and on and on. And then God agreed to send Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Everybody say Aaron, Aaron. Aaron. Let me tell you, it will not be easy. When I start to talk to you about it, you begin to give so many reasons. If I went every time somebody overcomes this reason, then you bring another one. When he says, ah, then you bring another reason. Then you bring another reason. At a point, I will withdraw. 
God had to modify the call of Moses and add somebody who became a problem to Moses. Do you remember that it was Aaron when Moses went into the mountain? It was Aaron who organized the golden calf and all that. And in the end, the people of Israel never entered. God told Moses, you know, somebody wrote a book that Moses was a con man. And Moses was deceived the people and so on. I mean, because Moses never entered the promised land with the people. All the people that Moses led out of Israel, they all, Egypt, they all died in the bush. Moses never led anybody to anywhere. He led them out of Israel and that was it. Somebody wrote a book. You know, it was quite a blasphemous book. But you realize that, why is it that things ended up the way they ended up? Because here was a man who God said, come, I will use you. Go. Here is a flaming fire. Here is this. Yes. He complained from the beginning. He complained throughout. He said, no, I can't do it. I'm not this. I'm not that. Send somebody else. Let's go. Who am I? This, this. I don't want trouble. Sometimes, sometimes we wonder why God has used some of the people that he's used. Why has God used people who are uneducated to serve him? Because educated people say, when you say, say that, ah, no, you see, I'm very busy. As where I work, there is this, there's that, there's that. So, you know, we don't have time. Also, I'm very busy. I'm married. I'm a housewife. I'm a husband. I'm a wife. I'm a child. I'm a, a student. I'm this, I'm that, and that. So, I can. Sometimes you wonder why does God use the people that he uses? Because those who will go, they don't want to go. Everyone was not supposed to come into this picture at all. Do you remember later on, it was Miriam and Aaron who were complaining against Moses? The same Aaron who God had to go and organize. Because, let me tell you, sometimes somebody may want, God may want to use you, somebody may want to send you, but the way, your attitude and everything about it, God, the person may either not send you again, or he may change what he was going to do. Many of us, God has spoken to us. And because of the attitude of complaining or memorying that is with us, God has changed his plan. You'd be surprised. Some of you don't know the plan that God had for you. And one thing I'm very sure about is that many people live and die and never actually see the plan of God that God had for their lives. They never see. Moses never saw. Believe it. Moses never saw the promised land. All the people that Moses led out of Israel, they never saw the promised land. None of them. Nobody. Only Joshua and Caleb. They walked around like that. Israel is a small place. When I was in Israel, in Jerusalem, there, there was a guy who was going to take me all the way up to the north, to the Golan Heights. He wanted me to see the Golan Heights. So, but I didn't have time. It's just also just three hours you are in the north. Another three hours you are down at the south. It's a small place. They were going from here, from Egypt into Israel. They were just crossing over. Egypt is down at the south. It's just a small, you just cross over, you are in Israel. They walked around in a small place like that for 40 years. Because they were speaking profane. Oh, because of the insults that were in their mouth. Because of what? Complaining. Including Moses himself. Moses was wondering why the people were complaining so much. Because he himself was complaining. Turn your Bible to Numbers chapter 12. The second person I want to show you who regretted memory is Miriam. How many remember Miriam? Miriam is the one who was leading the ladies. Oh, thank God for ladies who lead ladies. We want ladies to be pastors in the church. Amen. We want ladies to lead the lady. We want the older women in church to teach the younger ones how to behave, what life is about. Numbers chapter 11, Numbers chapter 12, quickly. And Miriam and 
Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married and the pastor's wife when she comes inside you should see her walkings me this type of modern also for my I'm not used to them you see the way they are dressing hey, come on hey, 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 hey. be careful of what you say you see many things are spoken under our breath but God sees them and God hates it and it cancels our faith it cancels our patience that we have been able to to walk in all this time they spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married for he had married an Ethiopian woman and they said had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses has he not only has he not also spoken by us and the Lord heard it underline that the Lord heard it and the Lord will always hear it Bible said the Lord heard it maybe you think nobody has heard it but God has heard it hallelujah verse 3 now the man Moses was very meek and verse 4 and the Lord spake out suddenly unto Moses and said to Aaron and unto Miriam come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation and they three came out and the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam and they both came forth and he said hear now my words if there be a prophet amongst you I the Lord will make myself known unto him in a vision and I will speak to him in a dream but my servant Moses is not so who is faithful in all my house with him will I speak mouth to mouth even apparently and not in dark speeches and the similitude of the Lord shall he behold I want you to underline this next sentence you see, don't underline the whole but just underline it it says wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses and the anger of the Lord was kindled against them and he departed and the cloud departed from off the tabernacle and behold Miriam became leprous white as snow and Aaron looked upon Miriam and behold she was leprous Again, verse 11 and Aaron said unto Moses alas my Lord I beseech thee lay not the sin upon us wherein we have done foolishly and we have sinned here ended the reading this one I don't have to preach again you are reading it for yourself the, the man has married and it's true he had married the wrong person maybe you say oh, the pastor's wife is some way oh, okay but that's not a, he's the one who married her yeah you, it's not your concern and it's something that it can easily happen people feel that they have the right to comment and just make their own comment people comment about Nana Konedu Rawlings how many have commented about Nana Konedu Rawlings before in all honesty I mean we are in check can I see your hand all of us all of us it's something that is is due and you see that the Israelites were not supposed to marry other people but Moses had gone to marry an Ethiopian she had married an unbeliever he had married an unbeliever he was a great man of God but look at what he had he had done 
But do you know the background? Do you know why? God knows why. And God knows all those things and God is using. Anytime you see God using somebody, be careful. Anything. Don't just, just be quiet. Shh. Please. God called the person. It's like I, I chose my wife. I chose her. There were so many people to choose from. In those days, there were so many beautiful sisters, nice people. I could have, there was what we call selection. Do you know when we say selection? I had a range, different types, different varieties. And I, out of all the different people, I chose her. Be very careful what you say about her. To me, since I married, since I entered, nobody has been able to open his mouth like, ah, to say this about what I chose, because I chose it. God has looked at all of us and he has chosen me to be the pastor of the church. You didn't appoint me. Who appointed me? If you appointed me, can I see your hand? Neither did you appoint anybody else to be any pastor anywhere. If you appointed them, maybe it's different. But you didn't, you didn't appoint it. You didn't appoint a man of God somewhere. The one who appointed him can disappoint him. Or de-appoint him. Or remove him. The one who chose, and when you, when you look and say that God, God had a lot of people to choose from and he chose Moses. Why? There must be some reason. When you look and you see why is God using this person, just be quiet. Learn it from the Bible. Miriam developed leprosy. Do you know what? Miriam was also a leader in the church. Miriam was someone who was hired. She was leading the people. She sang that song, the Lord has done wondrously, the Lord has triumphed brilliantly and so on in Exodus at the early part she sang that song beautiful song we sing it in church sometimes I forget Pastor John you know that song what how does it go I will sing unto the Lord he has done brilliantly the hot and rider he has thrown into the sea it's Miriam who composed that song she was anointed she said ah, ah. When the anointing of the Lord comes upon me, ooh, 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 then a song came. The horse and rider he has turned into the sea. Then she began to look at Moses. You think you are the only one who God has called? God has called all of us. God has, God, it's not God that does not speak only through you. Be careful. Be careful, please. I'm, I'm, all this that I'm preaching, eh, I'm preaching it for you. Because you, are the, you can easily get leprosy. I can also get leprosy. But you can also get leprosy. Pastor, what is leprosy? No, he said, my pastor, these days we can cure leprosy. Leprosy of today is different. Today's leprosy is cancer. Leprosy of those days is incurable disease. Today's leprosies are cancers, AIDS, the incurables. Hey, my pastor, Matt, if it was the case that we will be uh, getting all these diseases that you are saying, then by now all of us will be dead. Ah, you are bringing about another topic. Let me show you something. God deals with everybody differently. Everybody responds. To, as I'm preaching, some people receive the word in a certain way. Others receive it in another way. Just like the Holy Spirit. Some people... Re- respond to the Holy Spirit in different ways. Some people fall down, some people shake, some people have no reaction, some people, everybody responds differently to the Holy Spirit. Everybody responds differently. Sometimes God deals with people, their judgment is early. Some people can fornicate and fornicate and fornicate and fornicate and fornicate. Nothing bad will happen to them. 
they will not get AIDS, they will not be pregnant, they will not have abortions, no, nothing. They will marry and it, everything will to be well with them. It will look as if, ah, I mean, God has been kind and merciful. Another person will live holy, 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 Mistake. Pregnant. AIDS. Problem. Oh! And you wonder. Bible says some people's judgment is now and some people's judgment comes later. But as for judgment, surely it will come. <laughs> some people, their judgment is in this life. Some it is coming. When you get to heaven, they are transferring you to the Zogo path. You go, ah, but they say, I've been working in there. They say, yeah. You have been, I don't know, they say the computer says you are supposed to be at the Zongo. So go and be in the Zongo, please. No, argue. we don't want earthly problems in heaven. Don't bring any orangutans into heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can I have a witness for the Lord? Yes. Miriam regretted. Aaron regretted. Everybody who complains, murmurs. About what? And you see, one of the reasons why we complain is that we feel we are right. Especially when it comes to politics. Look, you may find it difficult to receive it. But the Bible says we should pray for those that are in authority. It didn't say we should complain about them. Rather, the Bible says we should do all things without complaining. I know that some governments, some presidents, some people in politics and so on, I mean, you can see right through them that this person is some way. You can see that the situation is some way. It's not easy to obey the word. What do you want me to tell you? I have to tell you what the Bible The Bible says that do all things without complaining. Stay in the nation without complaining, without memory, without grumbling. So that you will be blessed. Miriam regretted. Moses regretted. Aaron regretted. Look at He began to cry. Aaron is the third person. He began to cry. Said, oh Lord, oh Lord, my sister, it is about to. Because no. when you have leprosy in those days your life is over it's like today when somebody says he has cancer finish when they tell you that you have cancer finish it's like leprosy in those they were so frightened and god delivered numbers chapter 16 the next person the next three people korah another man called korah the first person is moses second person is miriam third person is aaron fourth person is korah at least, if you don't know any reason why, you can, that can help you not to complain in this life. You can remember these eight people who complained and regretted complaining. Number four, Korah. Now, Korah, the son of Ishar, the son of Korah, the son of Levi, all right, the son of all the sons, verse 2. They rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. Sometimes the people you are moving with gives you confidence that you are doing the right thing. Don't deceive yourself. Wrong is wrong and right is right. Don't think that because everybody is doing it, and if I these so and so people who are famous and so on are also doing it don't let that deceive you don't let what people are doing deceive you do what is right you think that the majority are doing this and the majority everybody says this a lot of people are saying the bible says famous men see what happened to them verse 3 they gathered themselves together against moses 
and against Aaron. Now people were beginning to complain against Aaron too. <laughs> the complainers are having complaints. And said unto them, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy. We are all born again and we are all called. Every one of them. And the Lord is amongst them. Wherefore then do you lift up yourself above the congregation of the Lord? Sarah, can you see that? They told Moses that, Moses, you are proud. You are, you are trying to make yourself a big person in the church. You are trying to make yourself a big guru. He said, why do you make yourself so big? I mean, you are so pompous and you are like some big person around. I mean, nobody can tell you anything. Nobody can advise you. Nobody can talk. Why do you make yourself so big, Moses? I mean, are you the only one who God has spoken to? Be careful. Sometimes we don't understand why. Sometimes God said, if you read the Bible, Exodus 6, 1, I think, it says, and the Lord spake unto Moses. Exodus 7, 1, and the Lord spake unto Moses. Exodus 8, 1, and the Lord spake unto Moses. Exodus 9, 1, and the Lord spake unto Moses. Every chapter, the first, and the Lord spake unto Moses and said, and the Lord, the Lord spoke to Moses in a way that God doesn't speak to anybody. And they were not afraid. They were not afraid. They were not afraid. And this man said that, ah, you have made yourself a, 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 a big person in the church. Now verse 4. Now when Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. And he spake unto Korah. And he said, in the morning, tomorrow, the Lord will show those who are his, who is holy, and will cause you to come here. Then he told them what to do. Then in verse 12, some more big shots came up in the church. These are the two other people who regretted memory. Then the Moses... In the morning, Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram. Write down their names. Dathan and Abiram. Never go. Don't give these names to your children. Hallelujah. You see some people, they give their children names. Uh, Lot and uh, other names like that. Judas and so on. Don't call your child Judas. Hallelujah. Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, which said, We will not come. We will come. I will come. Whenever you hear some, the, the pastor's cause, I won't come. It's a sign of rebellion straight away. They say, we won't come. Who are you? Every day you are calling us, we won't come. You know, because we are in the church every day, you are saying, come, come, come. Come for me to come. Say, we won't come. We won't come. Be careful. Be careful. Say, hey, pastor, what are you saying? I'm immunizing you for your sake, for tomorrow. Amen. Because when you are in these circumstances, you think that is the most natural thing. They said we won't come. Are you the? the are you God? Are you God? <laughs> I remember my wife. My wife had this story that she tells me they were in school, you know, and uh, there was a lecturer. Uh, 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 there was a lecturer who was lecturing, and uh, when he was when he got to a certain point, he called the man. In fact, I have to ask my wife to remind me of this story. He called the the the, the, the lecturer called the student. But the student was a grown-up who was working. You know, some people study law who are very big men in society. So he called the student. And he, the, the student of this big man, he said, Why? Why? <laughs> and he called him out and said, Why? Are you God? Are you God? Are you God? 
just because he was a lecturer and he was lecturing them and the way he was going about it, the man was there. He said, are you God? Are you God? And then he just walks out of the classroom. They failed him beer. He was <laughs> But you see, a time can come where you feel that this person, are you God? He said, oh, we won't come. It's as simple as that. I won't come. Pastor said, come, I won't come. Okay. Verse 13. Is it a small thing? Listen. That thou hast brought us up out of a land that floweth with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness. Except thou make thyself altogether a prince over us. What? He said, you are making yourself a prince. You have brought us here to kill us. Verse 14. Moreover, thou hast not brought us into a land that floweth with milk and honey. <laughs> that is all the things that he said. They haven't happened. Neither have you given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will thou put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. <laughs> Look at that. I want you to learn a lesson. We won't come. You've made yourself a prince. Pastor Prince. We won't come. Now look at what happened to them. You go over. Verse, um, verse 22. The same chapter. Chapter 16, verse 22. And they fell on their faces. Alright? No, verse 20. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell upon their faces. O oh God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin, and will thou be wroth with all the congregation? God was going to destroy the whole congregation. And the Lord said, speak unto the congregation, saying, Get you up away from the tabernacle of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. These three people, separate yourself from them. And in a church, if you have such people, always separate yourself from them. Verse 31. And it came to pass, number 16, verse 31, underline it. And it came to pass, as he made an end of speaking these words, that the ground clave asunder that was under them and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men that appertained unto Korah and all their goods they and all that appertained unto them went down alive into the pit and the earth closed upon them and they perished from among the congregation and all Israel that were round about them fled hallelujah that is the end of a complainer. These places were not, they were not singing profane in Commonwealth Hall or Katanga Hall or whatever hall they sing profane. These people were just murmuring. Then that was not the end of the memory. The next day, the people started to complain again. Verse 41. But on the morrow, all the congregation of, the, of Israel murmured against Moses and, and against Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. <laughs> oh, you can't get away from murmuring and complaining. And this is an example for all of us to learn from. Hallelujah. Never stay away from... Let me tell you, a complainer will not prosper. A complainer will never achieve what he is trying to achieve. I am telling you. This is what the Bible is teaching us. Do it without memory. Do it without complaining. See what those who complain, what happened to them. The last person that I want to tell you about, we can't open, is Elijah. Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19... In, in 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah went to minister power. He caused all the bad people to be bent with fire and so on. And he was tired. And when he got tired, the 
Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 19 that he saw, when he saw that, he saw that Jezebel was going to come and catch him, verse 4. He himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. And said, oh Lord, it is enough. Enough is enough. Amen. <laughs> oh Lord, take away my life for I am not better than my father's. At that moment, God ended his ministry. At that moment, God said, go and call Elisha. You read on down the line. God said, go and find Elisha. Go to this place. You see a man called Elisha. Let him follow you. Go and anoint this person. Anoint this. That was the end of his ministry. Many people are working in the ministry. Their ministry has ended, but they are just continuing. He continued for a little while, and Elisha was with him. Not long after, he was gone. Complaining, he went and said, I'm the only one. I'm the only one who is doing the right thing. And all of my sisters are they are married and so on. Because only me, I'm the one who is trying to obey God and so on. If I just done it, stop. If you do that, you suddenly end the blessing that is about to come upon your life. Elijah complained and that God said, Okay, go and call Elisha to come. And that is how I am too. If I'm working with you and you are complaining, I find that it's like I'm making things difficult for you. You are I'm worrying you or something. I beg you, please. Thank you. Let's get somebody who is happy to do the work. Straight away. Straight away. The work of God is done with a free heart. It's not something that we complain and we fight to do. Hallelujah. So, you must not complain, number one, because it is a command. Amen. It's a command. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14, it's a command. And the second reason why you must not complain is because... Of eight people who we have seen who regretted memory, the eighth person is Israel. Israel never saw the promised land. They died, all of them. So, ah, pastor, are you sure? I'm very sure. Pastor, are you sure that memory is so, is it such a serious thing? You are trying to frighten us and so on. There will always be a reason to memory. There, there, there is always a reason to not be satisfied. But you must learn to live your life without memory. Shall we bow down our heads? Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, this morning you said that you are guilty of the sin of memory, complaining, not necessarily against the church, against God, against the pastors, against whoever. The Israelites murmured against God and God dealt with them. You want to say, Father... Please forgive me for my sins. You want to say, Lord, cleanse me. I want to live a life free of memory. If you are here like that and you want to say, Lord, I want to get rid of this. Complain about my marriage. Complain about my husband. Complain about life. Complain about everything. You want to say, Lord, I want to take it out. We are going to continue to talk about memory and complaining for us to understand it more. But now the Lord is saying it's time to see that it's a very big evil that we need to get out of our life. If you are here and you, you want your life to be free of memory, just stand up to your feet and then we'll pray as we close. You want your life to be totally free of memory, complaining, grumbling. You want your life to be free of it. Just stand to your feet and just lift up your hand to the Lord. I want to be more like you. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, I want to be a vessel to work with you. 
sing it one more time. Every eye closed, every hand lifted up to the Lord. chest I want to pray for you father forgive us for our sins ask the Lord to forgive you as you stand there say Lord cleanse my heart of complaining say Lord I didn't know I shouldn't complain about my workplace I didn't know I shouldn't complain about my husband my wife the situation the food everything the church the pastors whatever say Lord I didn't know I want you to forgive me I want you to cleanse me I didn't know it was something so serious I want you to just take it away from me forgive me Lord Father, forgive us as we come before you this morning. Cleanse our hearts. Let our hearts be cleansed from every evil in the name of Jesus. Forgive us, Lord, and we pray for mercy in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father. We give you all praise and all glory and all honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, Maybe somebody invited you to church. Maybe you've come before. But today, you want to give your life to Christ. The Bible says, unless a man is born again, he will not go to heaven. If you are here this morning, you want to go to heaven, you want to give your life to Christ, you are not sure. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to be born again. I want to give my life to God. Just lift up your right hand, and I'll pray with you very quickly before we close. Just lift up your right hand. You want to give your life to the Lord. God bless you. Just lift it up high. You want to say, Pastor, I don't know Christ as my Savior. I want to be sure. I want to go to heaven. Lift up only your right. I see all those hands that are lifted up. Just lift it up high. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to be born again. I want to go to heaven. I want to give my life to Christ. Lift up the hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Those of you that have lifted your hands, do one more thing. Come to the front here, and I'm going to pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Just come to the front. Come right to the front here and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. There's room for you at the cross as you come to Jesus today. There's room. There's room at the cross. God bless you. Come come all the way from upstairs. Come quickly. You lifted up your hand. You want to say, Pastor, I want to come. I want to give my life to God. I want a, a change in my life. Today is my day. Come to Jesus right now. I will pray with you. God will write your name in the book of life. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.